this is Eddie Hermido from Suicide Sounds, and you're jamming me here on East Coast Metal Radio. East Coast Metal Radio here. This is John on Thursday night. How's it going, gang? Um, I think tonight we're going to focus in on a little band you know called Suicide Silence. Um, going into 2017, they had probably one of the most anticipated albums of the year. And now that it's released, uh, you know, it may end up, you know, winding up being one of the most controversial albums of the year. You know, um, a lot of backlash from fans and critics. You know, the album came out February 24th, and the first week of sales, you know, didn't do too good at all compared to past releases. So, and uh, just last night, we spoke to Eddie Hermita, lead singer for the band, and uh, he gave us some insight as to, you know, why the band went this direction and how he feels about it. And, you know, it could be surprising, um, his thoughts. But they're his thoughts. But anyway, so yeah, so we'll do a Suicide Silence show. Uh, Nick will be uh, along in a little while. Um, we'll start off with some tunes, as always. I think uh, one of the songs that initially didn't impress me on off the album, off the new album, um, but now I've come around to it, is this one here. Hold Me Up, Hold Me Down. Yeah! 
there you have it hold me up hold me down from the new album from suicide silence just a really heavy song and you know if you go on youtube you could see videos of the band playing it live during their last uh west coast swing and uh it's just intense man so i think it's going to fit in well with their classic songs um in addition to uh the uh us premiering the interview that we did last night with eddie i'm going to play some clips of uh, past interviews we've done with members of the band and uh this one here is um is an interview that I did with uh, Eddie, uh, I guess it was 2014, in Camden, New Jersey, during the Mayhem Festival. Uh, we had a really good chat about uh, the album, You Can't Stop Me, had just come out. And, uh, y you know, we spoke about the band, we spoke about the album, spoke about Mitch. Um, but this clip in particular is uh, about the song, You Can't Stop Me. So, um yeah, so here it is. We'll play the uh, clip, and then we'll play the song You Can't Stop Me. I just watched the video uh, just last night for You Can't Stop Me, and uh, that seemed like that was a pretty cool video shoot. Um, it was fun. I know uh, you guys weren't inside no Mayan temple, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was. It was a, a foam Mayan, Mayan temple. That's cool. You know, I, when I punched the walls, yeah, it yeah. didn't hurt as much as it looks. Okay. Uh, like, <laughs> um, there were real snakes, though. I uh, think it was... Uh, I don't, like Chris or Mark got scratched on the on the neck because he yeah, kind of uh, looks Dan, Dan that Kenny. did it really happened to <laughs> no it was all fake blood nobody got hurt there were no animals injured during the, the making of that video um I, explain to me the ending though the very very ending <laughs> when a dude walks in and says i want to be part of the band yeah um, uh, well being from new jersey you should know who that is first off I, second off i, I don't and you I, don't know I, I looked at it twice and i couldn't it's I, Jason Mewes from Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, You're shit. kidding me. You're killing me, Smalls. I've seen that one time, actually, so... Dude, you've never, oh you, well, you've never See, seen any of the Jay and Silent Bob movies? Okay, I, well, I, 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 you're about to I, change I saw the first one. You're about to, now you're about to go, to go and, watch and watch every Kevin Smith movie I, I ever. I absolutely will. And you're going you're to so cool. absolutely appreciate the end of that video. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the whole, the whole idea and the whole concept was... We are in the box. We're in the oh, the Ouroboros box. The the you know the box that's in the, on the on the record. Um, the whole the whole idea behind the the concept of the record is the, the the album art is this this box is like the key to life. You know what I mean? And the key to life is getting out of it, figuring out a, your way out of this this box. And we wanted to show people that. The box was kind of like our rehearsal room, okay. and and you know, the biggest thing is it's like all these dangers are coming. You know, there's a, there's tarantulas crawling all over us. There's there's snakes. You know what I mean? There's these closing walls with with spikes. It's 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 insane. It was totally Indiana Jones when exactly with the skull was on the one spike. Yeah, like, that's really cool. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like. It's just that, that we wanted that, to give that vibe that it's like, oh, something's going to inevitably just destroy these guys, and they're scared, and, you know, that in the end, but it's like, you can't stop me. So, I mean, people get that through the video. You can't stop me. Not, not even this box of torture is going to stop you. So, the whole point at the end was just kind of to break it up. It's just to show people, it's like, dude, we've been through it. Like, we went through it. I know you're suffering at home because you're speculating on how you feel and how you knew Mitch or how you felt about Mitch, but trust us that there's nobody who suffered harder than anybody yeah. than us. We lost our best friend. Nobody else is going to feel that pain like us. And, and I mean, I'm not trying to discredit anybody. I'm not trying to say that nobody has the right to feel down. But at this point, the band's moving forward. And if you're that big of a fan, 
move with us. Right. And it's just to show people, it's like, dude, we're still that's here to cool. have a good time, and we're still, we're still, we're still here to have fun, and that's it. You know what I mean? That's that's the bottom line. It's we're here to have a good time, and oh, that's why we wanted to make people laugh at the end of the video. You know, that's really the concept.
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ECM Radio Show and on Facebook at East Coast Metal Show. Uh, to continue the uh, archival interview clips, this is one I did with uh, with guitarist Mark Hellman. Um, uh, this was probably early 2014. Yeah, it was early 2014. Um, and in this one, we specifically talk about the song Cease to Exist. Um, it was kind of cool because, you know, I mentioned how just, you know, you know, Eddie is just a monster on on the song, and later, um, during the Mayhem interview that I did with Eddie, he clarified, you know, why he wrote this song. It was about, um, he had read a story about a, I think he said it, it was some musician, um, didn't name who it was, but it was some musician, and ended up being a, a child predator, and that's what gave him the fuel to write this song, but... Um, I didn't find that out until after I had this interview with Mark, and you know, so this is Mark's take on the song "Cease to Exist," and we'll follow that up with the song "Cease to Exist." So far, only one song has been released to us, and you know, I'll tell you, Mark, "Cease to Exist" is one violent freaking song. I mean, who the fuck pissed any off, man? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that song is. I love that song, man. That's that's uh. That's the last song that we wrote on the record, too. And we wrote that song the day before we started uh, in the actual studio to track the record. We wrote that song in a day. Wow. Well, it's musically and lyrically a violent freaking song, and I love it. Is, is that song indicative of what the rest of the album is going to be like? Oh, yeah, man. I think that song is definitely uh, a well-rounded, uh, you know, cold nation, I guess. Because, like I said, it was the last song we wrote. Like, we already kind of you know, written everything, and we knew what the record was kind of going to sound like, and that song was just kind of, uh, you know, just write something real quick that kind of, you know, sums up the whole record, and yeah, I mean, it is just a violent one, but the whole record is just punishing, dude. It's so, I love it, dude. It's so good.
All right, guys, back here on East Coast Metal Radio. Um, we're going to play uh, a clip of an interview that Nick and I did last fall in New Jersey uh, when Suicide came through, and we spoke to, uh, yeah, Chris Garza. It was really cool. We spoke to him in person. Um, great guy. Uh, he took actually, he actually took Nick on the band's tour bus, and uh, Nick has a skateboard, a Suicide Silence, a You Can't Stop Me skateboard that we ordered. Uh, it was I think it was a limited edition to like 100 or 200 skateboards, and he got one. And uh, the, all the band, except for Eddie, because he wasn't on the bus at that time, but all the band uh, signed the uh, the uh, skateboard for him and, you know, introduced themselves. It was a really cool day, man. So um, this clip is uh, Chris talking about how he feels about the new album. Um, again, this was in last fall, so the album, you know, was done, but we hadn't heard anything yet except for Doris. So um, this is Chris's take on the new album, and um, followed that, I'm going to play another new song off the album. It's the last song on the album, and it's called uh, Don't Be Careful, You Might Hurt Yourself, which ends up kind of, you know, <laughs> in a funny way with, uh, I guess, Eddie. I don't know who it is, but, you know, with the band uh, whistling <laughs> and doing some kind of, like, hillbilly-type um, uh, outro to the album. So, yeah. It's pretty cool, but the song itself rocks. So here's uh, Chris Garza, and then the song, uh, Don't Be Careful, You Might Hurt Yourself. Suicide Sons is the record that uh, we've been trying to make since we were born. And this That's is pretty it. interesting because, you know, a, a lot of bands' first album are self-titled. And yeah. I think it's interesting when bands who have been around for a while yes. then make a self-titled album. It's almost like a, in my mind, it's almost like rebirth kind of kind of thing, you know? Totally, yeah. Yeah. It took us four records to really hone in and figure out what we wanted to do and what was right. Wow. And, and, and this, this is it. Wow. This is us. I don't care if people love it or hate it. Buy it, don't buy it. This is, this is it. Yeah! 
back here on East Coast Metal Radio. John and Nick, follow us on Twitter at ECM Radio Show. Show. So, uh, anyone who heard that song and is not whistling right now, you're fucking lying to me. Yeah. Right? That whole whistle at the end is so catchy, but, like, that's the whole point. Yeah. Like, and, and that's one of the things that drives you mad because you're whistling, you know, way after. And the funny thing is that that's the last, that's the last thing you hear on the album. Yeah. So, once the album's over, listen to it from start to finish. You uh, walk away humming, whistling. <laughs> All right, anyway, so next up, uh, we're going to uh, premiere for the first time our interview with uh, Eddie Hermita. We just did it yesterday. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, it was very cool because, you know, he knows what's going on. He knows that, that record sales were poor, <coughs> 4,500 or 4,700, whatever, last week. Uh, and, you know, um, we were able to be upfront and honest. And, you know, I told him, I said, some of the songs I don't dig, a lot of them I do. So, um, yeah. yeah, so here's our interview with uh, Suicide Silence lead singer, Eddie Hermita. As you guys know, Suicide Silence has a new album out, self-titled album, came out February 24th. And we now have on the phone lead singer Eddie Hermita. Eddie, how are you making out today? <laughs> yeah, dude, um, I'm feeling fucking awesome. Um, you know, uh, everything seems to be crumbling to pieces, and uh, that is exactly what is going to make me go harder uh, and push um, harder and uh, just become a better musician. Um, everything that's happening is happening for a reason and i couldn't be couldn't be happier with uh, the outcome of everything eddie uh, to introduce ourselves to you uh, uh you and i spoke uh in person back in camden new jersey at the mayhem festival in 2014 i've interviewed everybody except for alex um me and my co-host nick were huge fans of the band dude so you know that's where we're coming from um and you, you were huge fans i see <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and, and trust me, and trust me, you don't want to you don't want to talk to Alex too much. He, he'll uh, he'll say something and it'll end up on the internet in five seconds. Oh wait, maybe that's what, that is what you want. I don't know. <laughs> Noted. Um, yeah, you know. So the last time we saw you guys was last fall. Um, we interviewed uh, Chris in person in Howell, New Jersey, at Game Changers, and you know, at, at that time. At that time, he told me, uh, you know, we were talking about how the cleansing had been out for like eight or nine years. And, you know, I said, it, you know, it's one of them albums that just has a, a, a timeless sound to it, you know. And and I asked him how the new album's coming along at that point. And he said the same thing, dude. He said it, it's got a timeless sound. And Chris said that the record is, uh, is the record that we've been trying to make ever since we were born. He said, buy it, don't buy it, hate it, love it, you know, whatever. That's, it's us. And it's a record that we've wanted to do. Um, you feel the same way? Uh, I stand 199.9 times infinity times infinity uh, behind that statement. Um, it's uh, it's exactly uh, well put. It, this is the record that we were born to make um, as a band. Everything that has ever led up to this very moment. Uh, I was uh, I was born to create that record. I was born to sound exactly the way I sounded on that record. Uh, I was born to take all the flack. I was born to uh, understand and grow uh, from what happened on this record. So, um, yeah, man, I 100% I, I agree with everything you said. 
was 100% of the culmination of how um, uh, how hiding and uh, making yourself that little fly on the wall as opposed to standing firm and being who you're supposed to be um, it can can kill you inside uh, can make you feel like you're not worth anything um, even even if you sell uh, you know 16,000 records and uh, you end up number 13 on the on the on the top 200 billboard list you can still feel empty inside if um, if you're not following your heart 100% um, I've always I've always said to people and I've always said to myself that I'm following my heart no matter what I do but there's a there's that little final 10% and that 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 questionable doubt that has always been in my mind um, that this record really helped me get rid of and helped me hurdle past. Um, it showed me that uh, I can make uh, a record that is full of vulnerability and it still moves me every time I listen to it. Um, that is 100% what I set out to do on this record and if uh, people don't like it, then I succeeded even more because I'm learning. Um, I'm learning from my mistakes. I get quote unquote mistakes, even though it's not a mistake. It's it was meant to be the way it is. I think it takes balls, Eddie, because um, once Mitch passed and you guys put out "You Can't Stop Me," I think you know the whole world was looking to see what you guys would do. You know, and you guys came out with just a beast of a brutally heavy album, you know, and now, Absolutely. you know, and now, okay, well, let's see what they do, you know, now that they got the one record under their belt, and you've went, you know, 80% of the songs is a complete 180, you know, whether you, people like it or don't like it, I have to respect you guys for doing that, at least, you know? Well, yeah, man, uh, <clears throat> you know, that, um, we don't even need people to respect it, though, like, that's, that's where... That's where we're at. Is we did it so uh, so without any hindrance or without any fear. Like we 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 just wanted to kick ass, dude. Like we wanted to, we wanted to be able to listen to it and say fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Pardon my French, but that's that's it, man. That, that's that's all it was. It was it was literally us sitting in a studio with our favorite producer having the time of our lives well um you know even if it was the darkest of those times um it, it wasn't easy to get into those mindsets uh it wasn't easy to um be in the darkest corners of my psyche uh i i was hallucinating ghosts uh, uh getting shot in the, in, in the forehead by uh cold bullets um uh dealing with my my family's history right in front of us a, almost a complete stranger to be real with you because i mean ross was somebody that i, I just met uh, a couple months before and all of a sudden i'm telling him some of these stories that i had i hadn't even shared with some of my best friends in the world and uh it was a really scary time and, and dark time but out of it all i was able to laugh and i was able to whistle and i was able to enjoy the hell out of myself it was it was the best time of my life and like i said earlier you know when you realize that every moment in your life has brought you to that spot 
it makes everything feel so full circle. It makes everything feel so uh, so right that um, there's nothing really that can take that away from me. And um, as much as people are trying right now, uh, I, I think they're failing because it makes everything that people say, is, it makes me stronger. Everything that people, uh, uh, every shot that tries to get fired at me uh, just makes me a stronger person. And um, that, that's all that uh, this record has shown me is how uh, it's, it's, how you still can't stop me. You still can't put uh, yourself in front of me. I'm going to trudge right through it. I'm going to barrel through everything, and I'm going to succeed. Listen, but some people, I would say most people, you know, when they're doing something ultra-creative or maybe against the norm, they're going to be thinking about how other people think. Maybe you guys didn't do that, but let me get to my point. So, you know, when you guys are in the studio, they, there was never any talk about, man, these, they're going to be, you know, whacked when they when they hear this, or, you know, uh, you, you know, should we do that, or, you know, how are you going to feel about that? I mean, there was none of that. You guys just kind of did what you wanted to do, right? I think, I, I think the words that came out of my mouth <clears throat> for every song when Ross was compiling takes was, hey, Ross. I want you to make all these kids hate me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Success. <laughs> you know, what's, fun, what's funny is, is um, as much as I was saying that in a, in a tongue-in-cheek way, you know, obviously uh, you want people to accept your vulnerability, but um, Clearly, the, yeah. truth is, um, the, the truth is that when people are vulnerable, when people show their weakness or their uh, their uh, yeah, best word for it is vulnerability. When people show that on a record, it allows people to attack. It gives room for people to uh, to see a, a, a point in the attack. And what I wanted to show people is that my vulnerability is my strongest point. Uh, my uh, my uh, attention to to, I guess you could say, uh, emotional states uh, and my availability to black out and just give to the music was the intention behind the record. And um, when people attack it, what they don't realize they're doing is that they're feeding this fire that lives inside of me and that they're, they're actually making me better and they're making things grow. Uh, they're giving attention to something that they would have never given attention to had we just served uh, the fan instead of serving the music. Um, that, that's one thing that we did 100% on this record was, hey, listen, I don't want fans to think that I am here for them. I want fans to know that I'm here to be a musician. And if they like it, they like it. If not, that's not any of my concern. Understood. But, you know, fans of all the work that you've done, uh, fans of Suicide Silence, fans of Deathcore, you know, could, are going to say and are saying, couldn't you open up that vulnerability, heavy vocals, without using so much clean vocals? Uh, absolutely not, man. It's, uh, <clears throat> that's uh, the whole point behind uh, scream vocals is to sound like a scary monster. You want to, you want to, you want to make people feel like uh, you are this unstoppable creature, and the fact is, is that 
it's uh, it's inhuman. Uh, the, the noises that I created in the past were not human noises. They were um, meticulous, safe, um, <clears throat> monster noises uh, that you could just as easily replace and put them into a movie and you would create the scariest monster uh, around, you know. It, it's, totally. uh, it's replicated. It's, 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 um, it's, it's very much safe and contrived and sterile and there is no vulnerability to it it's, it, at all. There, it's, it's 100% not safe. Um, uh, I'm sorry, it's 100% safe and, and uh, what I did on this record is 100% not safe. Right, it's right. Not, it's, it's human So listen to to go to go on that point, Eddie. You are one hundred percent right, and let me tell you why. Because over the past two days, I, I I personally like some of the stuff on the album. Some of the stuff I, I think is just a little bit too um, abstract for me. Maybe um, when Doris came out, I was fucking floored, and I could not believe the backlash against that song, man. I mean that that song is as heavy as as heavy can get, man. Absolutely, and and we've played it live, and it goes over great live. We took it to Europe before any any internet BS, and people were posting that song um, in, as a video, and it got a lot of views, and and people didn't hate on it at all. You know, it was when we released it as our track that people were like, oh, "Is this a joke? What is this?" And and really, it, it brought uh, it brought the toll, the trolls to uh, to light. And it showed people what our scene is actually made up of is people that are desperate to hate on something because it's different, um, which is um, which is natural, man. We're, we're, you know, we're all metalheads, man. Uh, the, we all know what being different feels like. And um, when everybody around you has always made fun of you for being different and the one thing that you associate with you want it to stay the same too, you know, because we're all human. You want it to, you want it to be what you expect it to be, because if it isn't, it's going to throw you for a loop, and it's going to make you realize that you have more in common with that bully that made fun of you than the person who's standing next to you, going, "Hey, man, you're okay. Everything's cool here." Because that's all I'm doing through this record is telling everyone, "Hey, dude, being different is actually what made." me stronger than ever and what gave me the fearlessness to be able to take this trip in on this record you know the abstract parts you know you don't have to like this whole record in its entirety um you don't even have to like the record at all that's that's not that's not what we set out to do but the one thing you can take from this record is that it's safe to um continue going down the same path it's safe to uh, 
not challenge yourself. It's safe to be to be uh, afraid and uh, to let fear dictate how you conduct your life. And the moment you step outside of that safety is when you start to live, is when you start to grow, is when you start to become the person that you're supposed to be. And that's where um, that's where this record. I feel really succeeded because there hasn't been a single person that has said to me, I don't respect what you're doing. I don't respect you guys changing and I don't respect you guys taking a risk. If anything, they can hate this record all all up and down, but the one thing they say is I back the fact that you guys tried something different. That to me speaks, that to me speaks louder than any kind of hatred, any kind of, uh, opinion or uh or identity uh bulking that people try to do with this record you know hey this sounds like corn hey this sounds like slipknot hey this sounds like death sounds whatever you want to identify it with that's fine with me if you want to judge it if you want to criticize it or give it good criticism all that stuff doesn't matter as much as i respect you guys for doing what you need to do you know it's going to be interesting for me eddie to see you know obviously the first week sales were were down but I think yeah. I, I think once the band starts really touring, just like you had said earlier, um, one of the songs that I didn't like initially, but after trolling the internet and watching some some of the videos from this last West Coast swing, um, I really am a big fan of now is the song "Listen," and I saw you guys play it live, and it's fucking intense, dude. And it you know when I first heard it through. I was like, eh, I mean, you know, all right, I get it. But watching you guys pull it off live, I mean, initially, as I'm listening to the album, I'm like, well, how many of these songs are you going to be able to play with the classic tunes? You know, Doris, um, Don't Be Careful, obviously, uh, Hold Me Up, Hold Me Down, um, and that's about it. And now I see you guys performing Listen, and it just, it fucking fits in there like a glove, man. Well, I mean... To, to give you a, a good synapse and breakdown of, uh, of that song, first off, the, the topic of the song is extremely heavy. It's, um, it, it's, it's about my mother. It's about, um, it's about that person in your life that asks for help, but you're so enveloped in your own self that you don't even realize that they're asking for help. Um, that person, all they're asking for is for you to listen to them. And um, that was one thing that I felt and I, I held the weight for so long that my mom was uh, manic depressive and had issues and uh, tried to commit suicide uh, a couple of times when I was a, a kid, when I was a teenager. And I lived with that weight on my chest and I never realized why I held on to it. And uh, I was in the studio and uh, I started talking about this and immediately started breaking down. And um, one of the things that I, I said um, when Ross asked me, you know, well, what is this song trying to say to your, to your mother? What are you trying to really give her? And the, the words that came out of my mouth was, I will listen. And once, once I said that, I'm, I'm getting chills right now while I talk to you. Seriously. Uh, once I said that, once I said that, it, the song came together. And the chorus, and then the reason this song is so weird, so off-putting, is that we wrote a chorus for this song that was an anti-chorus. It was, that's word for word what Ross said. He goes, I want to create... 
create an anti-chorus. Um, the song has, it's like almost carnival-esque, um, like, uh, try notes in the background. I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking like an MC instead of singing or, or screaming. I'm just kind of belting like some, some lunatic on a rant. And, uh, and that was the, that was the intention is I wanted to channel my inner, uh, uh, my inner Tom Waits and my inner, uh, um, Johnny Cash and my inner uh, Nick Cave and create uh, something that um, create something that didn't fit the, the normal mold of death metal or metal um, and that's that was the 100% the intention it's, it's, it is supposed to be a little off-putting but one thing you will do is you'll listen to those words that are coming out of my mouth and that chorus is the message in the song is that there there isn't any amount of heaviness that a person can put onto you will affect your life. If anything, you listening to somebody else will help both of you guys equally and will help everybody grow. And one thing that we don't do as a human race is listen to each other. That is the one thing that I learned on this record and I will forever practice how to listen and how to pay attention and how not to work on to the next uh, uh, conversation or ignore what people are trying to tell me because I just can't fathom it or I can't control it or I can't um, soak it in. So uh, that song, lyrically, is extremely heavy. Yeah, And then sure. musically, musically, the, the riffs in that song were 100% um, Dan Kenny driven. And Dan Kenny is our death metal, uh, we called him our metal police on the record because uh, <laughs> that song that song probably has one of my favorite heavy riffs um, uh, on the record, it, that, that big chug open, that that part right there was like, when we were in the studio writing, and I was losing my mind, dude. I was like almost pulling my hair out, ripping my skin <laughs> off. It was just so, it was so crushing. That's wild. <laughs> so I mean, so to 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 add to the live aspect, um, every single song has that has some sort of heavy in it, has some sort of um, bond to the suicide sounds that everybody is so um, is so hung up on. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the, the record as a whole, there's not a single song on this record that doesn't fit with our old songs. Okay, and interesting, the, yeah. The proof, is, the proof is, is in the live show that we just brought to the United States. Um, we played five new songs and seven old ones, and... Every single crowd lost their mind. Every single crowd slipped out. And um, the one thing that I kept getting at the end of the show was, "Wow, the dynamics are crazy. Wow, you guys are you guys are really proving that your new stuff is still heavy. You guys, uh, you guys gave us a roller coaster. Um, it's not the same song over and over again. And I'm waiting to hear my favorite song. It's like I was really interested the whole time. So that's why I challenge people to come out and see us live and. And uh, they'll see, man. Everyone, everyone will see. Everyone will bow. Uh, I know that my time's running out here, but I, I have to mention that you know no other dates have been announced. Um, Warp Tour has not announced their lineup. Am I going to hear about you guys on March twenty second? Uh, I do not. Uh, I do not. Uh, you plead the fifth. I, I, <laughs> I, no, no. Uh, I know for a fact we're not doing a Warp Tour. Okay. Um, we 
have uh, we have a tour going on in Europe. Um, we're we're going to be playing festivals out there, and there have been dates announced. Uh, it's just there are festivals that most Americans don't pay attention to, so right. they haven't seen the news. Um, we will be doing Rock on the Range um, coming up soon, and in June we're doing Chicago Open Air, and. Um, uh, we are definitely openly seeking and want to tour uh, this summer uh, here in the States. But, um, you know, whatever comes, it comes, you know. Uh, one thing I can say for certain is that America will not be ignored. Uh, we will definitely be uh, touring the States, um, even if it's uh, a headliner uh, by ourselves. We don't really give a fuck. And we're going we're gonna to hit the States for sure. Um, wish it was Warped Tour, but we didn't get the invite, so. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Uh, when you guys come through Philly, uh, we will be out there in full force, Eddie. And uh, I, I think, like like I said, I think once the album cycle is over, I think you probably would have won a lot of people over. Because, like I said, just, just, just watching the new stuff performed now live is just intense, man. So, again, congrats on the album, dude. Oh, man. I appreciate that, man. And, uh, you know, may the, may the flying spaghetti monster hear your work.
Alright, that was Listen by Suicide Silence. What are your thoughts about that song? Yeah, I mean, I dig it. And, you know, like I, like I told him in the interview, you know, you guys just heard it, man. I mean, you know, when I first heard it, uh, you know, just on the, on the record, and even now, I mean, there's parts of it that just fucking drive me crazy. Some of the screams are forced, I think. Um, but... It's a good song. Uh, it's a good song, man. And, you know, if you take a minute and go on YouTube and watch some of the videos of them performing it live on this last West Coast Swing, man, it, it, it really does fit in. And that was one of my arguments when we were doing the album review. Right. Is, you know, aside from Doris and the last song... Uh, don't be careful if you hurt yourself. What else off the new album are they going to play live that fits in with the old stuff? Right. Now, now I know Hold Me Down, Hold Me Up, Hold Me Down, that's three songs. Listen, definitely, after watching it, that's four songs. And he said uh, they played seven old songs, five new songs. Yeah. Right? So there's one more somewhere that you know really pulls off you know live well. And this song does, so, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. You know? But again, you know, so that wraps up our Suicide Silence uh, artist, spotlight. Um, artist Spotlight episode. I hope you guys dig it. Um, yeah, you know, once again, as always, Suicide Silence is uh, still okay in my book. Some of the songs on the new album, which I told him, you know, in my opinion, I just don't dig it. But a lot of them, now I do, so... Um, I appreciate Eddie uh, taking time to uh, talk with us uh, yesterday. And uh, when they come around and announce their tour, you know, I fucking, I told them and I will. I'll be in front row digging it, man. So I appreciate you guys uh, uh, tuning in. As always, uh, thanks so much. And as we leave the show, as we always do, Pantera Primal Concrete. Sled. This is a song of unity. This is one called Primal Concrete Sled.
Let's go!